everybody. This is the Hilltopable Podcast. I'm Garrett, and I'm here today with Matt and with Todd. And today we thought we'd kind of change things up a little bit again, like we did a few weeks ago. Uh, and today we're going to be talking basically about, I guess, advice to our younger selves, uh, advice to a younger generation, and kind of just telling stories about the differences between how we grew up. Because there's an age gap between the three of us. It's about the same age gap from Matt to Todd it is, as it is from Todd to me. So let's go ahead and start with the oldest man in the room, mm. Mr. Grandpa Matt. I'm starting with me because I'll either fall asleep or forget because I'm the old man. <laughs> oh, you got to poke me. Wake up. Wake up. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so we were kind of talking about what, you know, there's a lot of different ways I guess we can approach this. And, and, and we see how technology uh, has changed. And of course, I've I've got children now that are are driving, you know. And we were kind of even mentioning that, like what it was like when we were sixteen, and how we dealt with what we dealt with uh, when we were younger. Um, and just a quick story. I remember, uh, you know, the day I turned sixteen, I went and got my license, took the test, um, and, and it was like, you know, there's the keys, freedom. I drove myself to school that day. Um, you know, within a week or two, I had a job. I was I was driving to work pretty much every day. And I did all this without a cell phone. You know, in the, in the world we live in today, we are, we are tethered. We are connected to each other. And sometimes that's for better or for worse. Um, we, can, we can be tethered and connected, and that's great. But sometimes it's, it's almost too much. It's kind of like the umbilical needs to be cut because uh, I think there's a lot of, of young folks that don't know how to operate by themselves on their own. Uh, and I remember, again, being 16, and I was out on my own. I mean, I was... You know, obviously still living at home and things like that. But if it was school or work or whatever, I got in the car, I left. My parents had no way to contact me. Uh, they were just trusting I was going where I said I was going. And they were, you know, believing that I could get there in one piece and get back. And uh, basically, I, I was kind of, in a sense, left to almost fend for myself. And, and it, the world's not that completely scary and dangerous. But I did share a story earlier. I'll share it real quick again. Um, I was cruising down the highway. I was driving a bit too fast. Uh, I was uh, actually driving my dad's truck. Thanks, Dad. And I blew the motor up in it. Um, ran that thing completely out of oil. Oh, it man. seized up like a rock. It was basically a, a Japanese boulder after that little Nissan pickup. And so I'm right between exits. So it's like a mile, mile and a half either way. So I get out and I start walking. Uh, and uh, these guys are too young to remember the movie Adventures in Babysitting. But there is a tow truck driver with a big, giant beard and a hook for a hand in that movie. Go look it up. Adventures in Babysitting is classic. That guy pulls over, rolls his window down, and he's like, hey, you need a ride. And I'm like, well, I can either walk for a mile and a half to go find a payphone, because <laughs> that's what I was looking for. Payphone. Uh, or I could you know, get in this truck and risk losing a kidney or two. And I get in the truck. Uh, he actually ends up being a pretty cool guy. He drives me about a mile and a half, two miles to the nearest payphone, uh, which is right off the highway when they still had payphones. And I put the quarter in, and uh, I believe I called my dad and told him what had happened, and uh, I had to get a ride and um i was actually on break at work for mcdonald's so then i had to uh get to another phone and call mcdonald's and tell them i wasn't coming back to finish my shift which wouldn't wouldn't good either but um it was interesting like you know i had that experience that's just what i did and while it was a little bit scary because the guy may or may not wanted my kidneys you know that was just kind of what you did like you hoofed it like if you broke down you didn't sit there and call someone you just you walked you, know, you found a phone or you flagged someone down 
and you just figured it out. And uh, it was kind of different, I think, from today when, when we're, again, we're so tethered that a lot of times I think that inhibits our ability to figure things out, problem solve, maybe do some logistical type things like, all right, here I am, here's my situation, I'm going to assess it, figure out what I got to do. And I've got to do it. I can't rely on anyone else but myself. And I, I think there's a level of independence that we lose when we get uh, maybe over uh, indoctrinated with technology and and things like that. And so maybe you know, advice from the younger pastor Matt would be, you know, you know, figure things out. Don't you know? Still, don't be afraid to put the phone down. Don't be afraid to have an adventure. I tell that to my 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 boys a lot. Hey, let's go have an adventure. And they're like, does it involve the TV or a tablet or a phone? I said, no. And then it's not an adventure to them. But for me growing up, not that long ago, an adventure was something that you just went and did and had fun and you didn't need a screen for. So, Typical old man, Matt. Put those phones away. That's right. Put it down. There's a, <laughs> look at the trees and, and chase a rabbit and stuff. And I don't know. But, you know, you really kind of should. So, well. Yeah. And so I, when I was 16 uh, – or in, in my high school experience. So the iPhone came out in 2007, the original iPhone. I graduated in 2007. So I graduated the year that the iPhone came out. So there was no iPhone for me in, in high school, which is like, you know, people cannot even think about this, you know, not having a smartphone these days, especially if we've got uh, some students or whatever listening uh, to this. But uh, so I did have a cell phone when I was 16. Same as you, day I turned 16, go to the go to the DMV, got to take my driver's test. I passed. I had my freedom. I had basketball practice later that day because my, my birthday's in December. So we were on Christmas break. But uh, I drove myself to basketball practice, first time ever. Uh, and the freedom that came with that was really awesome. Um, but I did have a flip phone. Uh, I had limited text messages. So I had like 150 or, th- or 300 text messages. And then after that, each text you sent and received was 10 cents yeah. a piece. I remember that day. Yeah. 10 cents a piece. And so all the kids today are like, oh, my gosh, what? Like I told one of them that the other day, and they're like, Huh? Like they didn't did there not was, compute. There was nothing unlimited in those days. Yeah, so. yeah. And so now everything is you know you just do whatever you want. You can send videos to your friends. Like that was just not a thing. And multimedia messages, which was pictures, videos, etc. Which videos we didn't send because you couldn't see them anyway. The cameras Terrible. were trash. And so, but you could send a picture, and that was fifty cents per message sent and received. So you think about your Snapchat today, like you can send and receive pictures and text all day long for nothing. And that was just not the case. Anyway, so I digress on that. But I did have a cell phone, and so we could, uh, you know, if there was an emergency, if I had broken down on the side of the highway, I could have just called and said, hey, this is what's going on. But one time I did get in trouble uh, with my texting because I went way over. I was texting a friend of mine. Uh, she was one of our uh, one of our managers on the basketball team. And so uh, we would text back and forth and stuff like that. And we ran up like a big old bill. And my mom's like, who are you talking to when she gets the bill? Because it has every text message. It's like 50 pages of text messages, right? And so our phone bill's like $400, $300. I don't remember. It was, it was astronomical. She's like, who is this? And so she ended up having to sign up for unlimited texting just to save our bacon so they wouldn't charge us. Because basically, that's how they got you. It was like, you can pay this $400 phone bill or you can pay us monthly for unlimited texting. Sell your texting. soul to at <laughs> Yeah. And so we sold our soul and we're still with the devil today. Um, but uh, anyway, so that was a different experience for me growing up um, because I had a cell phone, but I didn't have a smartphone until college. Uh, and then my friends all started having smartphones and stuff like that. But by that point, we're a little older, a little wiser, not really that much wiser because mm. we were still stupid. 
Um, but yeah, it's kind of like you said, like we just, you know, most of the time we just figured it out. Like we talked to our friends on the phone some, but most of the time it was face to face interaction. But with that was some freedom because I've talked to today's students, you know, I'm I'm the youth pastor. And so we talk about stuff like this and I have come to this conclusion. I actually affirmed this with them and they affirmed it. They are deathly afraid of going viral for the wrong reasons like for an embarrassing reason, right? So nobody wants to get caught on camera. Nobody wants... So like you'll see them like interacting with each other and they are very hyper aware Mm. that there are cameras all around them, which is really kind of a sad existence when you think about it. Because with that, you know, they don't don't want to do anything. You know, you try to get them up. You're like, hey, let's go play dodgeball. Or hey, let's do this really silly dance. Or let's do this. And they're like, half of them. They won't even do it. They won't get up. They won't do it because they have this reputation to protect. And so it's like, you know, Big Brother, you know, you think about 1984 and George Orwell, like Big Brother's always watching. Well, Big Brother in this case is their entire school because if it gets posted online, it can get shared. It can get, I mean, you will go viral for the wrong reasons. And so anyway, we lived a more free existence. And awkward. And it was glorious. It was gloriously (laughs) awkward. And that's what I tell them all the time. I'm like, I love you awesome nerds. Life is only as weird as you make it. Yeah, You have to make it weird. It definitely shapes you. Because otherwise it's boring. So Garrett, you had an iPhone. Yeah. Tell us about your your grow-uppance. Okay, so I mean... Basically, I'm still a newborn baby, if oh, you think about it. Nice. <laughs> you, I mean, hey. He yeah, you got that the complexion. youthful glow about yeah, him. Yeah, he's, he's glowing right <laughs> I'll, now. I'll, I'll age myself a little bit here, if, at least if we have some of the younger youths listening to us. The youths. Uh, my phone, when I was 16, was an iPhone 4. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which sounds crazy Sorry. to you guys. Like, wow. I think I still have 4? my iPhone 4. <laughs> but to, to these these kids out here... That phone's terrible. It has the giant charger. You guys remember the giant yeah, chargers? Yeah, the wide, the wide charger. The yeah. wide chargers. Those would always break. Mm. I would go through like one a month. They were trash. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I grew up not too differently from what most kids are growing up with now. I mean, I had I had a smartphone. I didn't have unlimited data. I will say that. So yeah. I had to find Wi-Fi. If I went over to a friend's house, the first thing is like, what's your Wi-Fi password? Oh, but you grew up with Wi-Fi. Now. Like, a Wi-Fi wasn't even a thing until, yeah. to me, it feels like a few years ago. But I'm sure it's been <laughs> it's 10, been 15 years. But yeah, it's it's like, wow, yeah. Wi-Fi still feels new. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it, it you, you can see a little bit of a difference in the way that we've grown up, obviously. And I think I have some perspective uh, that maybe you guys don't have. Yeah, agree. With, Absolutely. With, with technology and with the youth uh, today. I guess some advice that I would give to myself back when I was 16 and maybe to some younger people today and really to everybody is it's really easy to get caught up in the motions uh, and it can be pretty depressing if you spend a lot of your time on social media. It, It can feel normal because everybody's doing it. Like all of your friends are doing it. Everybody's on Instagram, on Snapchat, even some on Facebook if you're a little bit older the best thing you can do sometimes is just delete the apps off your phone. If you're feeling like you're in a rut, if you're feeling down, this is what I always do is if I'm, if I'm feeling down the second I delete those, it's going to take me like a day or two where I'm still clicking at my phone and like trying to open Twitter or trying to open something. uh, And it's not there. But the second that I get away from that feeling where my thumb is stuck to my phone it is freeing. And I think that's one thing that we all have in common with all of our advice is the technology is, 
is great. It, yeah. it advances us as a society, but in, as individuals, I think it hurts us a little bit. No, it's kind of an identity thing you speak to. I think it's the same thing I, I was thinking of is like, don't be afraid to be who God made you to be. Don't, don't go to social media looking for who you are. Like, like, you know, find that in scripture, find that from God. You, you are an amazing creation, you know, fashioned in his image. And yet we go to social media for the world to tell us who or what we're supposed to be. And I didn't grow up with that, but that doesn't mean I wasn't shaped by other things. I remember being very conscious of what people thought of me in school, you know, and having to wear certain things. I had to have the Jinko jeans with the Doc Martin boots and the t-shirts. <laughs> right. I did. I had all those. Right. <laughs> And so, th- but that was all from from school. So there's always going to be a group somewhere out there that is trying to define you, yeah. And in in not allowing that to happen, but finding your true identity as who God made you to be is huge. And I think it, it comes from different angles. Garrett grows up with social media. I grew up mostly from my peers at school, and Todd somewhere in between. I'm kind of smack in the middle, yeah. Um, and kind of Garrett touched on something that I I think I you know we could probably maybe finish with. Um, but kind of a theme for all of this is Christ calls us to be countercultural. Like just because your friends are on an app doesn't mean that you have to be. And just because, you know, they have an Instagram and they only keep up, you know, their latest six or seven posts and those are highly doctored and highly filtered and they delete them after three months because it's no longer valid and and they don't want to have that out there. That doesn't mean that's how you have to live. Um, I know a lot today, like a lot of the kids, uh, you guys listening, even maybe you have your your regular account that you put out to the world and then you have your spam account over on the side that only you allow your closest friends to be in because that's that's actually your real self. But you only let certain people see that. Um, and that's, that's draining. That's mentally draining. It's emotionally draining. Um, so frankly, guys, like, unplug like go have an adventure and i think the reason we don't want to have adventure today is because we can't control it Mm -hmm. um and i think ultimately all of this boils down to i am out of control of this situation like you got broke down on the side of the highway you were completely out of control of that situation yeah you you didn't man you didn't know who would come he came you had to trust him that he would get you where you needed to go. And then you had to trust that, you know, some other people and you had to, and you just went along with that. So anyway, I think, uh, our control freakishness has led us down a dark, dark path. Uh, and it has really seedy consequences. All right, guys. Well, thanks for talking with me today. Everybody. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or anything you'd like to hear us talk about, email us at hilltopable at gmail.com. Thanks. <laughs>